fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? call me Dr. H like so many other good people do. Let's talk prevention because what you're not being told could save your life. For the last 16 months, uh, I've been doing everything I can to work with uh, all the state health departments, officials, elected officials, literally everything I could do, encouraging them to work with me and collaborate to issue nutritional guidance for all Americans. Uh, I've shared so much information, an overwhelming amount of empirical evidence, clinical evidence, and mountains of peer-reviewed research uh, and research that we'll get into later in the show. Uh, I got to tell you folks, I literally have begged state health officials uh, to share this life-saving information with you. And I got the emails to prove it. As you can see, we are now 593 days since this crisis began. 593 days into this, and we still don't have a viable solution. Uh, And I still think the only guidance coming from the people paid by our tax dollars is to wear a mask. Are you kidding me? A mask. And to be afraid of everyone you see. I can't tell you how many times I'm walking in the forest and people turn their backs to me while I'm simply walking by them. It's just, it's an unnecessary level of propagandized fear. And this is, it's, it's like, what are we really being afraid of? If you're under five years of age, this is according to the CDC, your recovery rate is 99.98%. That's incredible. We should be shouting that from the rooftops. If you're uh, between five and, and uh, 17, it's 99.99%. You can't do better than that. If you are in your 20s, it's 99.92%. If you're in your, uh, your 30s, it's 99.63%. And if you are uh, just approaching retirement age, it's 98.64%. Folks, I got to tell you, these are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal recovery rates. And it's something that we should be hailing and screaming from the rooftops because this is good news something we are in desperate need of, good news. Now, instead of screaming this from the rooftops, it's get your vaccine. Or, you know what? They're going to compare you to a suicide bomber. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter this week. I was like blown away. You know, I got to say, it's not my vaccine. I didn't make it. I don't own it. And I don't want it. And thank you very much. I'm no murderer. Now it's, you can't do this. You can't go there unless you take an experimental shot, a shot that the CDC is even finally admitting isn't working like we were told it would. Remember back in December of last year when they said 95% efficacy? Yeah, right. Well, 
We all know someone who's gotten the shot and still gotten sick. We all have, and most of us know many people who have. Now it's even, you might lose your job if you want to exercise your God-given right to decline being part of the largest experiment in human history. I, I, I can't believe that the, the greedy, people like uh, Mr. Conflict of Interest, Tony Fauci, have sunk to this low. And right before Labor Day, the day we're supposed to be celebrating the American worker, right? Now we got people getting laid off. That's unconscionable to me. I was just told by someone at their hospital, the hospital that she works at, that if you get the experimental shot, they're going to first, of course, coerce you and pressure you and bully you into getting it, threaten you with your job. But if you do get it, guess what you get? You get some fast food chicken and a milkshake, something that's going to clog your arteries and something that's going to lead you towards diabetes. Great. That seems like that's a really, really good solution to this problem. That, that's just, I, I can't, I, I, it blows me away. You, hear, you can get a Krispy Kreme donut for life if you get this shot. It's like, come on, people. You got to be able to see through this nonsense, right? This is, that's just ridiculous coercion. And it's really low level, insulting coercion, if you ask me. Now, none of this makes any sense in my professional opinion, unless you and I have the courage to start asking hard questions, questions about the money, questions about where the money is coming from, questions about who's getting the money and how much of this is going on behind closed doors, how much of this is going on underneath the table, how much of this is going on so that the people who are pushing these experimental shots on us are being compensated, but we don't know about it. I want to start knowing about that because I think that's a very important point to establish informed consent. I have a right to know whether you're advising me this, not based upon the vaccine adverse events reporting system data, but you're, at, you're really pushing this on me because you are getting paid to do so. I have a right to know that. And until we ask these hard questions, nothing's gonna change. The safety data on these experimental shots is clear. At least 13,627 Americans are dead post-inoculation. At least 4,857 are dead within 48 hours post-inoculation. So for that's for all those people out there that say correlation doesn't equal causation. That sure looks like causation to me. And at least 623,000 Americans are injured, folks. And I say at least because attorney extraordinaire Tom Renz, I'm sure you've heard his name, filed a case in the U.S. District Court of Alabama on behalf of a whistleblower showing that their estimates in Varus are underreported by a factor of five. That means you have to multiply every number you see in Varus by five times to get a full understanding of what the reality is going on in our country, the reality that the mainstream media isn't talking about, the reality that our elected officials aren't talking about, the reality that we're gonna have to come to terms with because this is wrong. It's just wrong, wrong, wrong. And if we don't say something about it, if we don't do something about it, that makes us complicit. And I got to tell you, folks, I refuse to be complicit in this crime. So that's the bad news. But fortunately for us, there's a lot of good news, too. There's good news because we, you and I, can do something about it. 
We can take measures to protect ourselves. We can follow the science. We can do our own research and we can think for ourselves. We can put vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc, quercetin, elderberry, there's a new one, garlic, lecithin, a quality multivitamin, L-arginine, oh my goodness, L-arginine, and something I know you're going to love, liposomal glutathione. That's right. Say it with me, liposomal glutathione. We can put these wonderful life-saving nutrients into our body. It doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not. These are gifts from God, and they work for all of us for this incredible reason. Your body is designed to heal. That's right. Your body can fight this infection and any of the scary variants that they want to name. This is what state health departments haven't been telling you that my oath to serve you won't allow me to keep secret any longer. Look at how many Americans have already recovered in spite of the CDC, the FDA, and too many metal medical doctors' refusal to admit that prevention is the best strategy. I mean, you know that saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Well, it, it is very relevant here. These people, these Americans that have recovered did so without any appreciable help. In various age ranges, 641,000 in our kids under four years of age, uh, over 3 million in our kids under 17, uh, in the under 29 age range, 11 million in the, in the 40 to 49 age range, excuse me, in the under 39 age range, 11 million, in the 40 to 49 age range, 4 million, where millions of Americans have recovered without any help. Imagine what can happen in our country when we give them a little bit of help, a little bit of prevention, a little bit of early treatment. Imagine what we can do as a country. We can see the best in ourselves. And don't you want to live in a country where we strive to be the best version of ourselves every day? I know I do. So like my dear friend, Dr. Peter McCullough, I love this guy. Like Dr. Peter McCullough says, we're not going to be able to vaccinate our way out of this nightmare. The vaccines are creating the problem, but we will be able to educate our way out of it. And that's really what our focus is for today's show. Uh, today's show excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to be with certified holistic nutritionist, Paulina, and I have done some great research along with her just for you. Research so you don't have to live in fear. Research that gives you the best chance at prevention. Research that puts you in position to never have to fear this man-made virus ever again. Because if you get it, your immune system will already have the nutrients it needs to do its duty and kick COVID's booty. Yes, you heard it here first. So remember that this show and every Energetic Health episode is for you. We're here to help you tap into the power they don't want you to know you already have. We're here to help you tap into the power you already possess. So sit back and enjoy the ride. We're going to share with you education that might just save your life right after these messages. Are you 
ready to tap into the power you already possess? After all we've been through over the last year, are you ready to take full control of your health? Outstanding. At the Energetic Health Institute, we're here for you. Since 2013, we've been helping amazing people just like you tap into their true power, heal what hurts, and discover the incredible healing power of organic plant-based nutrition. Food is still the best medicine, and we'll show you how to use it. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org, fill out a scholarship application, and give us the opportunity to show you why thousands of people love what they're learning every single day, and why you will too. We're the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people, just like you. You know, Healthy Cell is a terrific lineup of products. They have products that are pill-free, gel pack vitamins, uh, looking for better sleep, focus, and energy. Check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator in nutritional supplements for cell health. Are you tired of being tired? Healthy Cell has a product that helps REM sleep, helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep supplement. The only sleep supplement that's designed to support all stages of sleep. And boy, is it needed now during all the stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. So go to HealthyCell.com and use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for a 20% off your first order of any product from Healthy Cell. I use them every day. I believe in them, and you should too. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Paulina. And Paulina, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Dr. H? I'm doing really good, too. I'm excited to get into this material. We have so much to share in here. So you ready to jump right in? Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. Well, first question for you. We've been hearing so much about uh, the only people getting hospitalized are the unvaccinated. Now, you work at a hospital. So Mm -hmm. my curiosity is, how true is this? And what are you seeing in the hospital that you're working at? So the hospital where I currently work at, I'm seeing quite a few people who are unvaccinated. That is absolutely true. Um, I would say maybe two thirds of our patients are unvaccinated. However, what they don't necessarily tell you and what I see firsthand, that's firsthand experience, is that a lot of those people have a lot of other issues. They have comorbidities, they have diabetes, heart disease, a lot of obesity. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about unvaccinated patients, we need to take in consideration what else is going on. And Mm. I do see quite a few breakthrough infections. So you'll, you'll notice people being vaccinated, getting one shot, two shots, and then going back to the hospital to be treated for COVID. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sound to me like you're seeing healthy, unvaccinated patients being hospitalized. Not necessarily. No. <laughs> okay. That's, that's I, not the that, case, unfortunately. <laughs> right. And I've heard that from some colleagues too, in, in that work in urgent care. They're like, yeah, everybody that's coming in, the, the ones that it, there's a higher percentage of unvaccinated that are coming in uh, for hospitalization and treatment, but they're also like you alluded to, they're not in great state of health to begin with. Absolutely. And, that, and that's a factor. That's something we've known since early last year. Yes, absolutely. So um, 
today we're going to talk about a lot of nutri- nutritional things that we can do to help our immune system. I and so. Dr. H, mm-hmm. I want to just, I want to get the show started. So okay. I'm really excited to hear first and foremost about glutathione. What have you been seeing clinically with it? Well, you know, what we saw early on, and I think the study came out in April, there was a study that was done by the uh, Salk Institute and the University of California at San Diego. And what they showed, which was really the focal point of this study, was that the spike protein was enough to be injurious to the uh, the endothelial lining of the cardiovascular system. So what we're, what we're talking about there is the inner lining of the blood vessels, right? That the spike protein was enough to really start carving it up, kind of act like a really abrasive um, razor to the inside lining of the, uh, of, of the blood vessel, which of course would promote a pro-inflammatory response, right? That's damage leads to inflammation. That's how the body that's inflammation is the body's first attempt at healing from the damage. But inflammation tells us one thing. It tells us that there's damage occurring at a cellular and at a tissue level. So the SALK study really confirmed that. And then what the SALK study went on to do, which I thought was incredibly interesting, and I'm surprised they even did this, was they asked an important question. What might reverse that? What might mitigate, change the damage that was going on? And they found three substances that, um, that did it. N-acetylcysteine, which of course the FDA has since made prescription only without any safety issues. <laughs> they, they just completely changed it and took it off the market. And, and uh, it, you know, it, that's not by accident, in my That's opinion. That's crazy. Then um, phosphatidylcholine, uh, which is found in uh, lecithin, lecithin powder. And of course, you want to make sure if you're trying lecithin powder, you want to get the non-GMO form um, anywhere anywhere you can. You don't want GMOs because most of lecithin powder comes from soy and soy is a high content of GMOs. You don't need that poison mm-hmm. in your body. But they also found um, L-arginine was very effective. And what L-arginine does in the body is L-arginine will be converted into nitric oxide by the body and it acts as a vasodilator. So what they found was that the N-acetylcysteine would help heal up the inner lining of the blood vessel, that the phosphatidylcholine would do a very similar thing, and that the L-arginine would help the blood vessel expand so that it wasn't, so that it didn't restrict the availability of blood to the target tissues or organs. So it was a nice little, it was something that we read and we we're like, huh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. But then the problem comes up where they start going, well, what about, we can't get N-acetylcysteine anymore. What are we going to do? And it's like, well, thanks, Mr. Government for, you know, making our jobs even harder, you know, than they already <laughs> are. They were hard enough, believe me. Thank you very much. Um, so we said, but what N-acetylcysteine does, its mechanism of action is N-acetylcysteine converts into an antioxidant. The body actually takes N-acetylcysteine and makes it into an antioxidant. That's right. Your body makes antioxidants. One of those antioxidants is glutathione. Now, you can also get glutathione in supplemental form, and that's why we advocate for liposomal glutathione to, to be taken. And it's something I've been taking for years and I didn't realize its importance really until this SALK study, um, because I had actually been taking it throughout 2020. And I think I mentioned it a few times as, you know, hey, this might be a good preventative for people. 
but you know, it was just on the strict antioxidant thing. I didn't know it was specific for the spike protein. And where does this have relevance? For anyone who has gotten inoculated using by any of these experimental COVID um, uh, biologics, what the what their body is now doing, especially with the Pfizer or Moderna, is the body is now a spike protein producing factory. So when a person gets the shot, the experimental shot, the, the mRNA sequence for the Pfizer and Moderna will enter into the cell and start taking over some of normal cellular function to make spike protein. So your body, for the people who've been inoculated, just start producing spike protein like crazy and really without an off switch. This is something Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the technology, has been saying and, and calling for a halt to this program. Mm -hmm. But what it means is that your body is getting damaged all the time. And this is why we've seen such a high rate of, of myocarditis, why we've seen so many vascular injuries and heart mm -hmm. attacks and things associated post inoculation, right? It just, it makes sense. Like that's what's happening. So these nutrients we're talking about and specifically right off the bat with this glutathione are, are so important, especially for people who've been inoculated. So if you have loved ones who are struggling this could potentially really help them, you know, with it. Now I've had two cases um, that I've worked on very advanced. Um, both parties were unvaccinated, very, very advanced uh, and severe respiratory issues going on. Uh, pneumonia uh, in one case confirmed the other case, I suspect it had there was pneumonia, but it was never confirmed by chest x-ray. What we did was we got them on a lot of key nutrients that we're going to share with you today but we also got them on home IVs. So there are, are services that will go, come to your home and, and put nutrient I, and administer a nutrient IV. Like, uh, and you can pay for these yourself. You don't need a doctor's prescription for it. They'll come and they'll do a Myers cocktail with, with what's called a glutathione push. So after the Myers cocktail is finished dripping into your blood vessels, um, the IV is, uh, then they can then take a little push of glutathione, a concentrated amount of glutathione. And we've seen it have a miraculous impact on the respiratory system in opening up a person's ability to breathe. So it's something that we're advocating for hardcore for people who haven't done a good job with prevention and haven't potentially done a good job with early treatment. The two key things that we have to get on, on the job with in terms of, of minimizing the, um, the negative effects of the Delta variant and future variants. We have to get better at treating this. We just have to, and it doesn't matter at this point whether the state health departments and the FDA and CDC are gonna support that or not. We have a duty and we have to do our duty. And our duty is to help our patients. And what's the best way? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So let's start getting these nutrients in the body to make sure if you do get infected, it's not nearly as severe as someone who's not nutrient ready to handle this kind of infection. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Paulina? Yeah. That's such a great piece of advice. You know, so mm -hmm. I, I got a question for you then. How does glutathione work? Cause I think that's, that's something that our audience is probably a little curious about right now. Yes. From all the research that I've seen, uh, glutathione 
has an ability to inhibit the production of a lot of inflammatory cytokines. And inflammatory cytokines, if you think about it, they're very useful little molecules, a little bit of inflammation in your body is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Those cytokines are a signaling molecule. So what they do is they go to the areas of infection or trauma, and they let your immune system know, hey, there is a problem here, we need mm -hmm. to fix it. So the inflammatory response happens, and the immune system starts attacking that particular area. However, what we've seen in a lot of patients with COVID is those cytokines, those pro-inflammatory pro signaling molecules become hyper-stimulated. And mm -hmm. in some people, it can actually cause what's called a cytokine storm. So mm -hmm. you have an overproduction of cytokines. You have this overwhelming inflammatory reaction happening in your body. And it can be incredibly, incredibly detrimental to your lungs, to your heart, to the kidney, uh, to the kidneys. So glutathione, again, has been shown to prevent those inflammatory cytokines from overreacting essentially. So, so it's an incredibly helpful supplement to take preventatively. And like you said, post inoculation or when you're having a, an actual respiratory issue due to COVID. You know, I, I just, I love nutrition so much. Don't you? <laughs> it's so fascinating, cool, right? <laughs> just blows me away all the time. It does. So. Yeah. So Dr. H, I actually have a question for you. So you mentioned liposomal glutathione. Mm -hmm. How much exactly are you taking on a regular basis? You know, what, what's interesting, and thank you for phrasing it like that, because, you know, what's interesting is the FDA and has really been coming down on people for saying, hey, there's a, there's a cure for this or a treatment or anything, even though they just admitted that monoclonal antibodies are a treatment, you know, for it. So uh, as far as it goes with uh, liposomal glutathione, I'm taking... Um, uh, 250 milligrams of it, you know, typically, uh, typically about four or five times a week. You know, I always take, you know, since this is a prevention strategy, I always take one or two days off a week, uh, of nutrients. Cause you can get into that pill fatigue, you know, where you just don't want to take mm -hmm. any more capsules and stuff. So I think it's a good idea to take a, a, a day or two off a week, but in a situation like this, especially if you are in a high risk demo, uh, you know, age demographic or health demographic, I'd probably take it if I was in that seven days a week. But um, if you're in a good, reasonable, good state of health and you're just, you know, doing a maintenance kind of preventative strategy, four to five times a week, 250 milligrams has, has been really good for me. So, you know, uh, Paulina, when, when, you know, I'm still really curious about this hospital situation, yes. you know, um, when, when patients are admitted at your hospital, and I've been asking doctors this question all over the place and I keep getting the same answer and I, I hope I get a different answer here, but I'm probably going to get the same answer. When patients are admitted at your hospital, are they checking their vitamin D levels? Like when a person gets admitted, are they drawing their blood to check their vitamin D levels? Unfortunately, again, that's anecdotal evidence, but at my hospital, that is not happening. Now they will check vitamin D levels. If you are, if there's a history of deficiency, for instance, but every single COVID patient, for example, is not being checked for vitamin D. So Fingernails on the chalkboard for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, why, why would that be important? Dr. H? Well, you know, there was this incredible study that came out late last year, hundred over 192,000 people in the study or just about 192,000. It might've been 191,000 and change, but it was, you know, that's a lot of people in a study. Right. And they did serologic tests. They were checking people's blood levels. And what they found was that 
people who had a um, vitamin D level of blood in their blood of 55 nanograms per milliliter or higher were half as likely to contract the SARS-CoV-2 infection. And it was a virtual certainty that if they did, they would recover without the need of a hospitalization. That's fascinating. It, it blew me away. Now, they compared that to a group who had um, a vitamin D level of under 30 nanograms per milliliter. And of course, to an, another group that I think was in the teens. And when I talked to one of my friends who works in an urgent care center, and he's actually one of the enlightened docs, and he's at his center constantly checking patients when they come in for vitamin D levels. He said, I can tell you, I can tell you, Dr. H, that 95 to 99% of people have vitamin D levels in the teens or lower. Mm. And so I've been talking with doctors for the last, you know, six, seven months, or oh, mm-hmm. we're in the we're ninth month. I've been talking with doctors really for the last 10 months about this and saying the number one thing we should be issuing at every hospital is that when a, we get a confirmed COVID case, meaning they're symptomatic and a positive PCR test with a cycle threshold below 28, when we have a, for you, we are confident this is COVID involved. The next thing that we should be doing, the next thing we should be doing is checking their blood for their vitamin D levels. Anyone who's under 55 nanograms per milliliter, we should be administering vitamin D like crazy to give them a great early treatment fighting chance along with ivermectin and the things that Dr. Peter McCullough talks about budesonide. Mm -hmm. Um, And that uh, Dr. Pierre Corey with the FLCCC and Dr. Simone Gold with the American Frontline Doctors are are advocating for. This is one of those places where integrative medicine, where we're talking about treatment, can be incredibly effective because the nutrients are going to make the medicine more effective and accelerate the the recovery rate. And that's where we get into this wonderful synergy. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be everything working together. And vitamin D is a perfect example of that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and I almost forgot, Molina. So I'm taking, <laughs> since I can share this with everybody, I'm yes. taking uh, 5,000 uh, international units or IUs, 5,000 IUs a day. Um, when I've been working with patients um, uh, who, are, who are COVID positive, I will start them on a loading dose of, uh, of about 50,000. Um, I use uh, vitamin D over the course of four days and then back them down to about 10,000. I use a day until they're recovered. I think that's a, that's a fantastic advice. And especially, you know, there are certain populations that would be at risk for just being vitamin D deficient. So if you live in Northern latitudes, if you don't have a lot of UVB exposure, for instance, or mm-hmm. if you are above 65 people who are a little bit older, they tend to be more mm-hmm. vitamin D deficient. Um, yep. People who have unhealthy eating habits, sometimes they can be vitamin D deficient. You mean like almost every American? <laughs> like almost every American, exactly. Um, and then also, you know, if you have darker skin tone, because the more melanin you produce, the less... Um, vitamin D you can actually absorb. So it's very important if you know you're falling into that category to be proactive about your supplementation. 
Very, very much so. Everything you said yeah. there is, is spot on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I have to ask one more question. Absolutely. You know, so they're not they're not drawing blood to check what the vitamin D levels are. Are they doing anything? Well, at my hospital, at least I can definitely tell you they are giving vitamin D. So they're giving about two thousand okay. IU's a day for mm-hmm. patients. And regardless of your respiratory status, if you get admitted with COVID, you get vitamin D and then you get zinc sulfate as well. So, um, what? Okay. yes, <laughs> how much zinc, how much zinc just out of curiosity. Okay. So the last time I checked, it was two, 220 milligrams, which is a huge dose that a human body might not even be able to absorb all at once, but that's a different question. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I think that's actually a really good point to kind of talk about zinc and um, quercetin. Dr. Mm-hmm. H, why I keep hearing that quercetin and zinc, they have something in common. There is some importance there. What, what, what would you say about that? Well, you know, the reason I think your hospital is trying to give 220 um, milligrams of zinc is because they're, it's so poorly absorbed and it's so hard to get it into the cell. You know, that's what's fascinating about it. I was listening to a lecture by Dr. Uh, Zelenko. Um, he was uh, not a lecture. He was on an interview on, uh, I think, Stu Peters or something like that. But he did a really great um, and easy to understand uh, thing about what a zinc ionophore is. So zinc has a hard time really getting into the cell. So you need an ionophore to help it get into the cell. And that's something that hydroxychloroquine is fantastic at. And and But when hydroxychloroquine can't be sought or, or is hard to come by. Um, he needed a something else. So he went and looked through the national institutes of health through the research database and he found quercetin, you know, something we've known about for decades, you know, on the natural side of thing, this is, I think, mm-hmm. and that's no knock on Dr. Z he's awesome. It's uh, it's just, it shows you that medical education does not incorporate nutrition. And I mean, it's on average, um, most medical schools will teach less than 20 hours. I think it was the National Academy of Science says it's like 19.6 hours on average if they teach nutrition at all. You know, so doctors yeah. just aren't taught nutrition. They don't know anything about no. nutrition. Mm-mm. You know, so they're, they're so they're not qualified. It's like me. I'm not qualified to talk about brain surgery, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> they're not qualified to talk about nutrition. So um, quercetin is a zinc ionophore. And what a zinc ionophore does is it really helps get zinc into the cell where the zinc can then be used to um, activate certain enzymes that are going to block viral replication in this case. Mm -hmm. So that's the importance of zinc. So what your hospital is doing is saying, well, we can't get the zinc into the cells. So let's just give a lot of it, you know? And it's like- Oh, that makes so much more sense now. I was like, I was so confused. (laughs) So so it's like, like, how about we give less zinc, a better form of zinc, like zinc picolinate, and um, where we, we can give like 30 milligrams, but we give it with a zinc ionophore. So there are some great zinc ionophores. Quercetin is one of them. So you can give quercetin 250 to 500 milligrams, you know, and you can give more of it. There's no toxic dose of quercetin. You could really up it because quercetin has antioxidant properties as well. And quercetin actually is going to improve neural conduction speeds as well. It's going to help people think faster and, and, have better reflexes is actually something I've been using with athletes for decades. Um, but um, quercetin as a zinc ionophore can help get zinc into the cell. So the zinc can do its job helping the enzymes that the cell produces to block viral replication. And then you get to use less of it because you're, you're understanding there's a natural synergy there with certain 
with certain herbs, I mean, excuse me, with certain nutrients, right? Um, so when you think of zinc, think of quercetin, they should go together, right? It's a nice little nutrient wedding that's happening <laughs> in there, okay? Um, and I, I think when you do that, you're, you're really setting up the patient for success. Now on the flip side, when they were, when you were talking about 2000 IUs of vitamin D, that's not enough to take somebody up. If somebody's in the teens or lower, um, which they wouldn't know because they're not checking. If somebody's in their teens or lower, it's not enough to elevate mm -hmm. their blood levels of vitamin D. It's just, it's no. just not, you know, you have mm -hmm. to get into a loading dose strategy and then you can brought, drop them down, but 2000 isn't even into therapeutic range, you know, and that, yeah. but then again, why, why are they giving that? Because they're, they're, they're selecting the right nutrients, but because they haven't been taught nutrition properly, they don't understand how to use it. Mm -hmm. And so they won't have the same effect and then the, the proper effect. And then what they'll, what will, what will the conclusion be about nutrients? They don't work. Well, they don't work if you don't use them right. Mm -hmm. Nothing works if you don't use it right. And this is probably one of those cases. So, you know, um, which, uh, which zinc supplement I'm curious, are you using? Because you were telling me on pre-production that you were doing, which zinc supplement are you using and, and, and why are you using it? Um, so the one that I personally like, it's called Life Extensions Enhanced Zinc Acetate. And those pills are- That's a big, scary word. <laughs> yes, but you know what? The company is great. They're creating a pretty bioavailable zinc product. And again, zinc acetate is a good form of zinc to take. Um, yes. It's a huge pill. It looks like a grape. But and you don't have to swallow that huge pill, You don't right? have to swallow. That's the okay. whole point. Because if you think about it, you know, COVID gets into our nasal passages, it gets into right. our mouth, it's such a right. small aerosol particles, and they get attached to your epithelial cells right away. So you mentioned um, COVID replication, that's exactly what zinc prevents. Zinc might not necessarily prevent COVID from attaching to your cells, but it will prevent its replication. And because our mouth and our nasal passages have so much mucosal cells, that's mm -hmm. what we need to protect. So mm -hmm. when you are working on that zinc tablet that looks mm -hmm. like a horse bill for 30 to 45 minutes, <laughs> it helps your tissues to get all that zinc acetate inside the tissue. And if you, it's a good, good preventative measure, but then, you know, if you already have COVID and you're showing some symptoms, it might be really good for protecting again, yourselves from prevention. COVID invasion. Exactly. Right, prevention. And, it, and it's, yeah. it's, it people, I think anybody, I think uh, for our listeners, it's, it's, you think of it, it's a lozenge. That's essentially what it is. Yes. It's a lozenge. It's something it's that you suck on and, yes. you know, and it tastes pretty good. I, I have that. I have those as well. They, I've tried them. Yeah. They taste pretty good. And it's you a know? small enough dose to where, you know, it's about 15, I think 15 to 18 milligrams to where you know, for a fact, you're going to absorb that. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. like, I'd rather have 15 to 18 milligrams that I know I'm going to absorb than 220 that I know aren't getting in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. That's what it is. Um, and another thing, just very quickly, you know, when it comes to zinc, what I've seen a lot, I've, I've had actually a couple of patients who were admitted with copper deficiency. So it's very important to remember that if you are supplementing with zinc, you need to mm -hmm. have copper as well. A lot of zinc supplements will already come with copper, but mm -hmm. if not, you can get copper from natural sources. You can get copper from spirulina, from cocoa, um, you know, good quality chocolate, like really dark, bitter chocolate will have right. a lot of copper in it. Apricots. Um, exactly. Apricots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. So mm -hmm. copper and zinc always go together. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And, um, if we're shifting gears here a little bit, um, have you heard anything about garlic, Dr. H? You know, I was waiting for this. 
right? <laughs> garlic kills it. everything, right? I mean, like garlic is like, there. I've had doctors, natural doctors say to me, if you just gave me garlic, I could kill pretty much anything, you know, out there. And I, and I you know, I believe them. I'm like, yeah, it's so strong. There are certain things like uh, another good zinc ionophore, for example, is, is green tea. You, you'll start seeing, we started seeing that in the literature that, that people are advocating for just drinking green tea and taking zinc, right? Mm-hmm. Well, garlic was something we've been waiting for to see that it has a positive kill rate um, on, on the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So a study came out of Egypt just last week on oh, wow. the effectiveness of garlic. Now, again, garlic or stabilized Allison, you know, uh, one of my favorite products uh, is a company called Alimax that puts out some okay. great stuff that actually has clinical evidence of it killing MRSA, you know? So I'm like, if you can kill MRSA, then you can, <laughs> you can kill, kill the SARS-CoV-2 virus. MRSA is tough, right? That's a, that's a tough one to get, deal with. So uh, I think the thing that uh, is really effective about garlic is when you potentize it. So what mm-hmm. a lot of people do is they'll dice it up and everything. Well, it's not really active. You're not really getting the medicine in there mm-hmm. when you do it that way. Uh, the best way to get the medicine is to get a garlic press and press it. And once okay. you press it, let it sit for 15 minutes because there's two different enzymes that meet together to form allicin. So when you take a clove of garlic and you press it and you let it sit for 15 minutes, it gets it to its full medicinal activity. And then you can just swallow it, just to, you know, take the, the pressed garlic, put it on your tongue and just drink it down with like some juice. I like taking it with apple juice or, or mm-hmm. carriage, something like that. But when you do that, now you're putting all this allicin in your body and allicin is specifically antiviral. It's pretty much anti everything, but it does it, Paulina, which is so interesting. It does it without hurting our cells. Our mm-hmm. cells love it. And the things that are trying to get into our cells can't stand it. So put some garlic in you, you know, a nice old Italian remedy, I guess. <laughs> no, that sounds good. And it has to be taken raw, correct? What well, if you cook raw, it? Cooking it, you're going to lose a lot of the allicin. Okay. So you definitely to want know. to, I mean, it's still, you still have some medicinal, but it's more flavoring at that point. Mm-hmm. But if you want it to be medicinally potential, raw, fresh press, let it sit for 15 minutes and then swallow it. Okay. So uh, what else have you seen in the literature about herbs? Um, elderberry, elderberry is a huge one. Um, I've seen quite a few studies where they tested elderberry specifically on SARS-CoV-2. And what they found is that elderberry caffeic acid, that's the main ingredient of elderberry helps to prevent SARS-CoV-2 from attaching to your cells. So it's incredibly effective. Um, and with elderberry, it is very commercially available nowadays. You can get mm-hmm. it in lozenges. You can get it in different types of syrups. I would probably go for encapsulated form, honestly, just because I don't want to get any extra sugar. Sure. So one of my favorite supplements is Gaia. Um, it's an organic elderberry encapsulated formula. So take that a couple of times a day. Um, I'm sorry, a couple of times, a couple of pills a day, and you're good to go. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, I- but I, I like Gaia too. Gaia Herbs, Professional Solutions, fantastic organic herbal line, very potent, very effective. I've had such great success mm-hmm. clinically with every product I've used from them. I, I, I love them. You know, I love them a lot. Okay. Um, and is there anything else, Dr. H, that you're recommending people do? Well, we, we've covered a lot and I want to yes. make, you know, and I know this can be a lot for, you know, for you listening. So what we've done is we, we've also put together an article on preventative strategies. 
uh, that is on the America Out Loud Network. So make sure you check it out and get that article. You'll see we'll have a you know everything on there in terms of you know nutrients and and by age and and how much of this and and things like that. Uh, you can listen to the show for some of the mechanism of action and understand it. Like that's really cool about elderberry that it prevents the, mm. uh, the, you know, the virus from getting into the cell. I mean, that's really, I mean, to understand yeah. that stuff, it helps you understand what something's being used for. So you can start combining things and everything does something just a little slightly different, but in doing things just a little slightly different, they also really make it all work together. It creates this wonderful kind of synergy and everything. So um, I, you know, I, I want to reiterate, Pauline and I can't tell you what to do, you know, uh, but we can tell you what we are doing, right? What, what we're doing. And, and I can say firsthand what I've been doing works because I've been in great health throughout this whole crisis. I've been exposed to SARS-CoV-2 virus more times than I can count. And um, I've never, it's, it's never hit me. I'm sure I've already gotten it, but it's never hit me and hit me hard to where I felt like I was dying, you know, and I've seen some people go through that and I really feel for them. Uh, but it just, to me, speaks to the importance of prevention and the importance of early treatment, the two things we have to get better at and we have to get better at right now. Uh, so in addition to everything we've talked about already, I would say vitamin A, hugely important for um, helping immune cells replicate. Vitamin C is a really strong antiviral. So we love advocating vitamin C. I mean, if Linus Pauling can win a Nobel prize for vitamin C, then it's probably pretty good. Um, we've read some incredible work from Dr. Sabine Hazen on uh, bifidobacterium. In fact, she says that she's every single person who contracts COVID and has serious issues, they have the same commonality no bifidobacterium in their microbiome, in their digestive tract. So That's mixed bifidobacteria, right? That is interesting. So we hope to have her on the show in the next few weeks huh. uh, to talk more about that, but bifidobacterium. And, and when it's, I think what's important is when you're talking about nutrition, understand that you, when you create synergy, you put things together, you create synergy and synergy allows you to do several things. Number one, to use less of everything because everything's working together. And two, not to rely on any one thing. And that's what I've seen in the scientific literature too much. Everybody's looking for the magic bullet. There is no magic bullet. Mm -hmm. Your body is designed to heal. It just needs nutrients. Your body is designed to heal. It doesn't need much, but what it needs, it needs. And so what we want to give it is the ability to produce energy. That's what our, where a multivitamin comes in. We want to give it the ability to kill the virus. That's where a vitamin C comes in. That's where you know, um, uh, some of the other things we've talked about come in. We want to also at the same time, protect the cells that are trying, you know, so if you're taking this multi-approach strategy where you're producing energy, you're powering up your immune cells, you're protecting the cells that are trying, that the virus is trying to be infected. And then if you do get infected, there's something in there like zinc to make sure that there's an enzyme being made that prevents viral replication. You've covered so many steps that it makes your body inhospitable to being infected by a virus. That's right. It makes your body mm -hmm. the virus's worst nightmare. And that's my approach. I want my body to be the worst nightmare for any <laughs> infection. Right. Amen. And yeah, that's and once I've done and how do I achieve that nutrients? Simple mm -hmm. as that nutrients. So folks, it's time for us to go take a nutrient break of our own. And we'll be right back after these messages. Feeling run down, a little sluggish, need to put some pep back into your step. 
Curious about herbal cleansing and detoxification, but want to make sure you're doing it right? Well, at the Energetic Health Institute, we have the perfect full body cleansing program just for you. Our program is clinically proven to lower cholesterol by as much as 39 points and in only 28 days, and even help you overcome adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism. How good is our cleansing program? Well, it's so good, we've even seen it reverse life-threatening diseases. You'll learn not only which nutrients to take, but also how much of them your body needs. We'll teach you how to use bentonite clay and how to water fast to help your body do just what it does best, which is to heal naturally. And you'll learn all of this with certified professionals supporting you every step of the way. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and check out our Detox 101 Cleansing Certification. We're the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you are learning a lot in here and getting some good information that was going to help you and help everyone that you love, because that's what this is all about for us here on Energetic Health Radio. Uh, there's definitely a lot to unpack, right? So don't feel overwhelmed. Just go ahead and, and find the article on the America Out Loud uh, Network. And uh, it's authored by me, Dr. Henry Ely. And we will provide as much information as we can so that you don't have to rely on your state health department and your elected officials who haven't really done a good job. You know, I, I don't know how to say it any other way, but they just have not done a good job over these last, um, you know, really 18, 19 months. I just, am, I marvel at how they still have jobs, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's something that for another show, but uh, while we're figuring that out, you can at least make sure you're taking everything, every step you can to help ensure uh, that you are preventing yourself from getting the SARS-CoV-2 virus and the variants and really any other possible infection. But also at the same time, if you do get sick, that your recovery is not only a virtual certainty, but that it should be accelerated and your recovery should be accelerated. That, that's the hope with this um, education we're providing. As always, make sure that you discuss it with a qualified healthcare provider. And that means somebody who knows nutrition. Don't ask me about brain surgery and don't ask somebody who hasn't studied nutrition about nutrition. It doesn't matter if they wear a white coat and have a stethoscope around their neck or not. If you haven't studied nutrition, you don't know enough to have an opinion on it. Okay. And that's, that's, I'm not going to change my position on that. Okay. Make sure you work with qualified people that you trust and who care about you. So um, with that being said, uh, it doesn't matter once again, whether you have been vaccinated or not, these, uh, what we're sharing works in both situations. Uh, and I was listening to an interview with uh, Dr. Zelenko, as I mentioned in the last segment, and he's very worried right now. And I've, I've talked with Dr. Uh, Cahill and I've, I've talked with, uh, uh, I've, I've interacted with uh, Dr. Yeadon and a few other um, luminaries around the world. And everybody's very concerned right now, seeing what they're seeing with the, uh, I was listening to Dr. Lee Merritt, who I haven't met. I hope to meet her one day. Um, I, I would totally fanboy <laughs> out. Um, but I, I was listening to a, a, a talk she was giving where she said that we, it's a virtual certainty that the military, there's going to be more people who have 
uh, died from the inoculation than from the infection. And she was quoting the number of myocarditis cases already reported in the military versus the number of people who had passed away from the infection. And when you, know, when you start listening to these people, they keep saying the same thing. They're concerned about what the fall and winter is going to bring, not for the people who are unvaccinated, but for the people who have been vaccinated. And one of the reasons that they're concerned about it is because of nutrient deficiencies. So when I was listening to Dr. Zelenko's um, interview, he put it together really well. He said he's worried because so many Americans are nutrient deficient, specifically in zinc. And if you're deficient in zinc, then what it's going to do is going to prevent the cell from producing the enzymes that block viral replication. So a person who's been vaccinated is not going to have enough of the zinc mineral to activate their enzymes because they don't have enough of the zinc mineral to activate those enzymes. When they come in contact with a different variant, it's going to go into a hyperproductive state in their body. And when it goes into a hyperproductive state in their body, their body is already primed for what's called antibody dependent enhancement, which means that their body is already primed to have a higher expression of those cytokines that Paulina talked about earlier and have a really aggressive pro-inflammatory response to a future infection. And what he said was that this could all be mitigated if we could just issue nutritional guidance on quercetin and zinc alone. He said, that's really all it would take to really protect the people who have been vaccinated. So I think it's something to share with people that you love who have been vaccinated. And what we have to do as a country is come together. It's not about whether you decided to do it or not. I got a little news for you. And you might not like hearing this and I don't care. The people for the most part that got vaccinated thought they were doing the right thing. And that's gotta mean something to us. They wanted to help. They wanted to do the right thing. It's just so happens that what they were told wasn't based on science, it was based upon profit. And we have to be there to help them. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna shun somebody because they made a bad decision. I'm gonna do everything I can to help them. And I hope you will join me in that because that's how we bring our country back together. Instead of shunning people because they did something that we disagreed with, that we wouldn't do for ourselves, that we embrace them and say, I know your heart was in the right place. Now let me help you because you were misled. And I think that's the energy that's going to bring our country back together and allow us to turn our attention on where the real problem is. This was man-made. This is a man-made, for all intents right now, bioweapon. And that we can see the incredible destructive effect of upon that, of that reality upon our families, upon people we love, and upon our society at large. We're better than this. And we can show that in how we engage with people who've done something that we wouldn't do for ourselves. Now, one of the things I neglected to talk about was L-arginine, and I, just, and I talked about it for a second, but I just wanted to reiterate. People have asked me a lot about they got the inoculation, they have inoculation, they have vaccine remorse, and they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, all these things that we're talking about for the infection. 
But the thing I would really encourage them to do is to also include L-arginine in their protocol. Now, Paulina, what other advice would you have for our listener? I would say, turn off your TV, go outside, get some sunlight so that you can produce that vitamin D meditate, spend some time with your family and eat nutritious foods and supplement accordingly. I think that kind of sums it all up. Amen. Mm -hmm. How about you, Dr. H? What are your final thoughts? You know, my final thoughts are, are really that I want to bring everybody together. I want to connect people. I want to collaborate. Uh, I, I know that there are some really bad people in the world right now, but I know that not everyone who's going along with this is, is bad. And I want to work with the people who have really well-intentioned hearts and hopefully they're receptive now that they've explored one thing that they thought was a solution, but that really wasn't. And that we can now start taking some proactive measures to talk about health and what health looks like. You can't inject health. We can't vaccinate our way out of this. What we can do is teach people how to take care of their bodies in a really wonderful way so their bodies can do what the body is designed to do, and that is heal. I think uh, we have some previous radio shows that are recording. I would encourage people to listen to, especially our ones on um, the, uh, the 20 questions, the Love Without Limits one I think is great, and I think the one on how hunger is healing, that's something I'm really adamant for, especially for people who've been vaccinated. You have to let your body be hungry because the hunger is what's going to, in my professional opinion right now, turn, act as the off switch for, the, for your body being a spike protein producing factory. So I think that's, you know, we have some of those already that you can listen to. Uh, but really, Paulina, um, I think it's about love. I think it's about us loving each other and, and not, not apologizing for being loving and caring about each other. I think that's what's going to win the day. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. So great show today. Thank you for sharing everything. It was fun. That was, that was a lot of fun. It was so fun, Dr. H. I loved it. I loved it. For all, for, for you listening, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you listening to the show and and we encourage you to share uh, uh, the show and and come back and listen again next week. Next week we'll have, uh, we'll talk about a full vaccine injury recovery, which is really exciting. We'll show you kind of how we did that. Um, If you have comments that you want to make, you can leave them uh, under the show podcast. You can also send us private emails to I am powerful at energetic health rate Institute, excuse me. I am powerful at energetic health Institute.org. Check out the other great broadcasts on the America out loud network. And as always, if you're really getting interested in nutrition, check us out at energetic health Institute.org. We'd love to meet you. We would love to teach you how to take care of yourself. So you really don't need anyone like a state health agency to tell you what's right for you. May God or your creator shine his divine light down upon you, everyone you love, and surround you in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. H. One love, everybody. Peace.